Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24 7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the session. I'm Ethan Lieber, the CEO of Latchel, here with Katrina Linhard, uh, Latchel's learning and resource specialist, along with our guest today, Denny Supley, co-founder of Spark Rental, a property management software company built by actual landlords like Denny. Thanks for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. Katrina, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so um, I met, or I guess we met online through uh, our coworker, Jen. So she told me about you and I checked out Spark Rental and read your story and I was like, wow, this is an amazing start to what seems like a really cool business. So I love to hear um, in your own words, your story behind how you got started in this and what exactly Spark Rental does. Sure. Um, Back in 2006, I entered into the tech world. I always have been, since the 80s, I've been in real estate, um, but always had a love of tech and computers and stuff and ended up finding um, a position with a startup in in the landlord forms field and was there pre-launch and was there for a long time, met uh, my partner, Brian, and we just um, had a lot of the same ideas. We just had a passion to educate people. And I love hearing stories of people that um, like, there's a story we have of a single mom who um who's a real estate investor and she's doing really good and i don't know it just it just gets you stoked and so anyway we wanted to provide a soup to nuts um solution i mean there were so many different companies that did different things you know this one did rent collection and that one did um the leases and tenant screening and we just kept thinking we need to get it all in one place and so that's kind of it um we ended up embarking on our own, starting out with just education, a lot of writing and talking to people. And the, we have the educational resources, the courses and everything else. And then we started building the app, looking towards the app. And in the app, maybe you can tell us more about like what the app is and how, you're used, how people actually use it. Because um, I know you have like, all this amazing content and lessons, training material. And you also have the app that's actual tools for, for landlords to use. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us more about like the, the most common ways the landlords uh, use Spark Rental? 
initially they come in because they want to hear about something. Um, you know, it's crazy. Mom and pop landlords are, a lot of them just get into the whole arena of that, you know, being a landlord by mistake. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're pushed in front of this and you're like, oh no, what do I do now? And that's where they come through because we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of content, but it's, it's, good relevant content that teaches not just content i hate to say this but not just content to get us at the top of google or anybody at the top of wherever yeah. but serious lessons you know like there's landlords out there that still don't screen you know they meet somebody and they're like yeah you seem all right and then they rent to them and then that's you know, a scary thought <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> but so we start hearing and then we started this um, Facebook group, mm -hmm. and that's really, to me, that's cool. There's like 26,000 members or whatever, but people are helping people in that group. So I love to see that. I love when people have questions and people jump in with their experience. For the most part, sometimes you get people that are a little, you know, mean or whatever. <laughs> but for the most part, it's... Comes with the territory of social yeah, media. It does. It really does. But it's cool. It's just people helping people. And that's kind of what Brian and I wanted to do, hmm. along with automating as much as possible. Because, you know, I've been a property manager for so many years and it has headaches. So the, let's try to alleviate some of these headaches. Uh, I'm curious if, like, maybe we can dig into the... I want to dig into both parts. I want to dig into the ecosystem you've created and the community you've created. Uh, for landlords. And I also want to dig into the actual uh, technology and automation and tools that you, uh, you've mentioned. Maybe we can start on the ecosystem side because you kind of mentioned that's a lot of how people and how landlords first find you, right? They have questions, they need to learn something and boom, they find maybe like an article or something that, that you've written. Um, are there certain topics that you you cover on spark rental that kind of are most relevant to landlords um or they're like is it like a super wide spread where anything and everything can be found on spark rental well we anything that has to do with um pretty much real estate investing um mm. we kind of touch base on um my passion is is the property management end and landlording mm -hmm. brian is really good with uh the investment and he likes stocks and stuff. I stay away from that stuff, but, um, but most of it is financial independence through real estate. I mean, we all hear fire, oh, okay. fire there, but it is possible. We see that it's possible and automation is part of that component. And, and people are not educated. They don't know what you think. You think you're going to, you're going to have this real estate rental and you're just going to, rent it out and then you know go sit on a beach somewhere but it isn't that way there are um things that you have to know and you have to learn hmm. and, and in this day and age people search so they look for information and then that's a lot of how they find find us and then we'll even get questions about some of the content or the stories like you know we were going through this now and um and it helps us to know, okay, well, we need to provide more information because this seems yeah. to be a, an issue. 
so you, you're you're truly end to end. It sounds like from the beginning of like where should I be investing? You know how how do I assess if this you know home or maybe multiplex will be a good investment? All the way up to hey, you have your you know tenants in the unit and you have questions about like yeah anything really maintenance laws like eviction uh apparently house hacking was been around for forever i i did it back in i I was a single mom and poor (laughs) so i was looking for a way to stay in the house that i had and basically brought in a a woman to share the house with me. She ended up helping me with my kids and babysitting and whatnot. And I I remember Brian and I talking, he goes, well, that's house hacking. I'm like, what? (laughs) 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 No, that's renting out a room and getting extra babysitting just as, and anyway, there is a, so that was house hacking. And I didn't even know I was doing it back then. And I'm, I, you know, I've still done it throughout my life. Um, But it's, it's ways to get creative. and, and there are those ways out there, but you, you know, I guess some people just, you just, oh, I'll just do this. But some people don't know. They're like, they're so, how do we do? What do we do? And I think if you have um, information out there to show people this or experience, personal experience, it's helpful. It really is. How, how much of the like, content and lessons and all the, all the stuff that you've built and maybe even the automation and tools actually comes from that personal experience of starting house hacking and uh, like how much of it is a good bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> if you've been in property management long enough, you have stories out the wahoo. And um, <laughs> so I've had to learn, but I learned like, you know, I, I got into this business. I was so young and naive. I did the dumbest things. Like there were my first eviction, the um, constable was standing behind me and I went to knock on the door and he's saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't knock at the door. And I'm banging on the door and a guy came out with a knife and I was jumping back. And that was the last <laughs> time I did that. But it's, it's that naivety. I mean, I was young, but I never did that before. So, you know, um, so yeah, you'd, I, I, those things like that teach you. I mean, obviously I never got near a door again <laughs> and eviction. I stood back, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's our successes and our failures that have taught both Brian and I and enabled us to be able to also give that to the, you know, everybody else. You know, I've, I've taken somebody with a bad, like not, a, I don't want to say bad, but not a great application just because I listened to a sob story and then I got, I'm the one that ended up, uh, hurt at the end so so based off um kind of personal experience both and then just having spark rental for so long and hearing all the other stories do you have anything that's like what first-time landlords or first-time property investors like the mistakes that most people run into by not doing enough research or um a blanket list of things that people should be making sure they take care or like know about like evictions or how to handle those legally? I definitely think screening is so much more important than anybody, you know, even in the day and age where it's so easily accessible, um, but still not done. 
the way it should be. And it's not just a credit report. There are other things. You're giving somebody a, a home and it's a big investment. And I've heard and seen horror stories of what tenants can do to a home. I mean, just holes in walls and all kinds of damage. And unless you really check them out, and even as much as you check them out, there's still that risk. But the more you check them out, you lessen that risk. So why not do that for the property that you own? So the biggest thing I see that people neglect is that. Um, another thing is uh, they don't figure in all costs. You know, you're going to have maintenance issues. You're going to have repairs. You're going to have vacancies. There's costs to manage and administrative costs. So you go to analyze a deal mm -hmm. and so many people will say, all right, so the mortgage is this, the rent is this, and I end up with the rest. <laughs> yeah. not, not that way. <laughs> so I think we have a rental calculator, which is really cool um, because you can plug in all those amounts. And then we have suggested amounts for like vacancy rates and so forth. Um, although you should probably check with your location because each one's different. But um, and it and it gives you the numbers, and then you actually get to see what you're gonna net out. But it's not um, like so many people think: mortgage minus rent. That's just not not it. And if you do it that way, you hear I hear horror stories where somebody, you know, a hot water heater goes, and they're just about paying the mortgage. Yeah. So. Do you use the Spark Rental tools to manage your own properties? I do. Tell I just us. listed a house. <laughs> I just listed house to rent on. on the app. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you gotta. What's the phrase? Not drink your own Kool Aid. That <laughs> that would be the negative version, probably, of what I'm going for. <laughs> Eat your own dog food. That's that's what right. I was looking for. Um, well, that's awesome. And um, tell us about the tools that that landlords have, landlords and property managers have access to on Spark Rental. Well. First of all, I like the fact that you can plug in the information about your property and then it goes out to Zillow and to, I'm drawing blanks, but all the bigger rental listing markets. Cool. You can also get a, a copy of paint, like a link, and then you can throw it on Craigslist and it just makes it so much easier than to sit there and put it over here, add the pictures, put it over here, add the pictures. So that to me is awesome because... I can't imagine how, you know, even when I'm managing for other people, you know, I'm, I was managing a lot of properties and that takes a lot of time to sit there and put each individual property out there. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big time saver. Um, and then tenant screening and tenant screening to the hilt, like criminal background, um, credit check, obviously landlord, um, checks and employment checks and you really I always ask Brian and I talk about this all the time it's many people will just check the current landlord but sometimes landlords want to get rid of a tenant so they'll just say yeah they're the best take them <laughs> um, and that's not always so so you always want to try to go back to gotcha. the landlord before because he will tell you the truth that makes sense <sighs> yeah I think a lot of people probably miss that the prices go one deep and they have, you're talking to the, the landlord that wants to get rid of them, right? Yeah. Or, the, you know, you see, you, there's ways you can check things out, but, you know, they all, my friend is my landlord, so you give them the number. And, right. but, yeah, there's just things that we teach landlords through that. And But anyway, the app 
does the tenant screening, um, leases, and then rent collection. We're going to be adding eviction forms hopefully soon. Um, there is some um, other. I know everyone listening is wondering, okay, well, how much does it cost? Uh, currently, we have a free model, and then you would pay for each of the things that you want. But to be honest with you, it's, it could be free because the tenants pay for the rent collection fees. The tenant pays for screening, and that's kind of across the board now mostly. Um, mm -hmm. And you can buy the leases, and the leases go according to how much your subscription is. So if it's a free, then you pay, mm -hmm. I think it's 29 for the lease. If it's the next subscription, it's 12 for a lease and then nine for a lease at the higher cost. So if you have one property, the, the free one's probably a good way to go. But if you yeah, have especially a, you, like know, you, you at least like maybe once, ideally every couple of years or, right, or more, right? right. So. And even your rent collection, again, your, your tenants are going to pay those fees. So they would have cheaper fees with the subscriptions. But if they're going to pay it and they want to pay by credit card, most of them aren't going to bought. They, very few people know the difference between 3.99% and 4.025% or whatever. Right. So, well, and for, uh, for, you know, your, your landlord and like your startup property manager, that seems like a great value that you can get started without having to put a bunch of money down and already have tools at your disposal to make your life easier. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I know there's, again, there's so many other software, a lot of software out there and there's subscription, you know, ways to do it that way and whatnot. But, um, you, I don't know. I, I just believe that if you can go to one place and get it all done, and if you don't have to pay a, a gob of money to do it, that's the way to go. And then, so are most of, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He can go ahead and finish. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> one of the complaints we hear, and it's kind of funny, but I, I guess in this day and age, everything is so instantaneous. So it takes, um, I know some of the other rental collectors, you know, collection services out there, it takes like three or four days for the landlord to get their money. So we have seen an uptick on that. And I think it's because it takes like two days, I think tops for them to get their money through us now. And we're looking at ways to even lower that time frame. Mm. So I think part of that is just like bank transaction costs or transaction time too. Right. Um, I, I know like even something like, uh, cozy. I mean, even like the big softwares like Buildium and hopefully I've even heard they have delays and like that transfer. Um, some of that just might be the banking systems. And it, and it is a lot, but there are like, um, there, there's new technology coming out probably daily. And I think <clears throat> we're going to just see a big change in all of that. Especially with the, uh, instant gratification that Amazon has been pushing on society, <laughs> right? Hey, well, one hour delivery. It's, and it's instant, definitely working. It is. It is. Um, it's definitely added a lot more to the convenience that you can capture. Um, and I imagine like part of what you're working toward building because lateral is, I think is in a similar space where 
the software you're building, the mobile applications you, you're creating. And same thing with Latchel, that both the software and the operations that we're creating for maintenance coordination are all meant to make the operating of a rental property more convenient. Right. And, like, and that is, again, you, you're, you get involved in this and ideally you don't want to spend a whole lot of time dealing with maintenance and, or having to run after money or all of those things. So the more that you can automate, the more time you have to do the stuff you want to do. So. I, I want to like take it a step back to something we were kind of talking about earlier. Uh, Katrina had uh, asked about like, some of the, the things you did early on and you, you brought up some of the mistakes you kind of made and like what your advice would be for the new new landlords to avoid those. Um, I, I want to ask if there's a few courses that you offer that you highly recommend any of our listeners um, that we, Smart um, Rentals created. We do. We have, we actually have a property management course um, which kind of gets into how to minimize some of the, you know, the day-to-day -day and, and make it more automized by putting a system in place. And it also is teaching the things that are important that, mm -hmm. you know, on how to get a, a decent tenant, how to market effectively. So there is that. <clears throat> and then if you're just starting out, we have the, the fire course, which has been really popular, which is um, where to start? Like, <laughs> I want to get involved in this. So, so where exactly do we start? And, and that, that would, would that be more for like, um, investing? Yes. That okay. would be getting the, yeah. Before you get your property kind of course. Gotcha. And then the property management courses, you already have a group of properties. Like how do you actually effectively. Right. What's the best way to do this? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, what are like, and, and maybe you don't know off the top of your head. So if you don't know, just. She's like, hey, next, next question. But <laughs> what are the most common questions you get when, from people in the property management course? The big, oh, I can tell you right off the bat, the most common one is where, where can I find properties? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's not just calling, you know, I'm a realtor and I'm about to say this, but it's not just calling a realtor and saying, this is what I want. Um, in order to make the money, you need to find a really good deal. And th those rarely are the ones that are sitting on the MLS. So it's, it's doing some other things, being creative, mm. you know, looking for those houses that are, you know, you drive, like when I'm driving around, I must drive my husband nuts because I'm always looking at houses. I'm like, oh, did you see that one over there? <laughs> yeah, that mail looks like it's been sitting there for months. <laughs> and, <laughs> And that's kind of what you have to do. You just have to, what is the, t I think they, I hear the term bird dogging. <laughs> so yeah. I get always out on the look for yeah. that. That's definitely one of the biggest questions is I never can find properties in my area or they're too expensive, but there's always one out there. What do you think of like some of the other um, online tools that are now available to help uh, folks find deals. Cause I, I think to, uh, when you look at something like say roof stock, for example, right. To a certain extent, it makes me think like that's puts a lot of co competitive pressure on the market. It's very different from like what you're talking about. I think you call the bird dogging where you're just like driving around the neighborhood looking like, okay, what could potentially be like an off market 
Right. I think it's a combination of things. I think you need to, you need to get out there. If this is what you want to do, it's just something that you're going to do. I mean, you're going to get out there, you are going to drive or you're going to be looking, you know, it's just the way it works. But, um, I personally, we, we use, um, prop stream. I like prop stream. I like the kind of, um, information it gives you. And now I can get access to that information because I'm a realtor. So for the most mm. part, for my local area here, I'm good, but I like prop stream because it'll go, I can look in other areas. And I also like, because they can help me to see who's not just already in foreclosure, but who's heading towards foreclosure or who has judgments. And that can be real helpful. Mm. Um, you know, if, sending letters out and so those are all good tools definitely but i think they work kind of together you can't just use one or another um, yeah who are um are most of your users uh and and um like content subscribers real estate agents looking to get deeper into management and investing or i mean do you have like a, a typical user or typical reader? I think our typical user is not a real estate agent. It's, it's mm. more, it's more the, I hate to call this, I hate this term, but the accidental landlord, um, mm. maybe the kid who gets a house from a, a deceased parent or mm. it's inherited, um, or somebody that, um, I see this so much, um, somebody that gets relocated suddenly and they have this house, but they're not sure they want to get rid of it. Mm. I think that's a, a big one. And, and a lot of people who decide, you know, let's try this or even retirees who don't want to sell their home, they want to rent it and travel or whatever. So I think it's more of the, the mom and pop. Is so are most of your um, users, are they kind of spread out all across the US or do you guys have a, a general region that you focus more on in your courses and whatnot? No, we're pretty much all across. I, ideally, it would be nice if we could go into some other countries. Brian, uh, my partner, he's he lives in Brazil. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, most all are, I should say they don't all live in the US, but they all own US properties because we do mm -hmm. have some people from, you know, India, China, and that are abroad that own properties here. So um, you've been in real estate for quite some time. So what exactly got you into real estate to start with? Or were you, did you kind of get into this accidentally as well? Or did you, how did you get into it? You know, um, my, basically it was, my father was involved in real estate. So he always talked about it a lot. And I remember, this is so crazy, and when I tell this story, I feel like such a geek, but uh, I remember laying on the floor when the new, so Sunday newspaper came and the real estate section was going to be in it, and I would just scroll through and look at the houses, and I just thought that was so cool, and I'm sure it was because I heard my dad talking about it all the time, and he was a real estate investor, and I ended up um, married really young, and wanted to do something. I didn't go to college. So I went, I took courses. I was telling you earlier in North Carolina and that was it. I think I was 22, maybe 22 or 23 when I got my license. And I didn't, um, I entered sales, but I'm not like a, you know, 
pushy kind of salesperson type of thing. So by accident, I ended up in management, property management. Um, it was just somebody who took me under their wing and I loved it. And that's where I was mostly, um, was in property management. So I managed um, in a real estate office, several different properties on up to um, being an assistant regional manager for a fairly big company that had quite a bit of portfolio all over the place in Philly and suburbs. Although I'm not a fan of managing in Philly, but that's a <laughs> story for another day. <laughs> when did you make the jump from working in that property management uh, brokerage to managing your own properties? How did that happen? I first bought my first property was when I got, well, my second marriage. So he, he kind of had the same mindset. So we kind of got involved in it together. So we've been, currently we just have one house um, for rent and I just bought a mixed use property. I was going to rent another property, but we just, we ended up selling it because somebody wanted to buy it. But um, I had, um, this is great. I have such, <laughs> I owned a bar and it had four apartments on the second floor and I got into it with a partner. And the only reason I wanted to do it is because it had four apartments. And I said, I can do that part, but I ended up learning the bar business. But um, I guess, but I started it with my second marriage. So it was 30 before I bought my own properties. And, and listen, I want to back up a second because I think I may have missed something. The first property that you bought was a bar with four apartments on top no, of no, it? No, no, that, that was the third property, but oh, That yeah. was the third, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of want to like <laughs> dig more into that because that seems kind of crazy. So you... Was the first property you got a single family or was that duplex? Yeah, I've only had single family properties. Right, That's so you had, my preference. Yeah, the two single family. And you've already come, at this point, you already had your property management experience. So you kind of knew what you were doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, it was much, much later. All those mistakes. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> you got to test the waters. Like yeah. <laughs> other properties first. A hard knocks. <laughs> right. And then you, you get the two first homes and then you have your, your partner and your, your business partner and you see these four apartments with the bar, then you kind of get stuck dealing with the bar. Explain how that well, happened. No, I could have right? said no, but I thought it was exciting and the, the um, price was right. Is that, that's the best way to say it. It mm -hmm. was in a little coal mining town and there wasn't too much more else for the people to do. And the apartments were um, kind of smaller and they rented real well because of the slate. It was a slate mining town. And it's, it's just crazy. I mean, so we, we had the income from the rentals and then the bar. To be honest with you, I would never own a bar again in my life. <laughs> Do you still so, own this bar? No, no. We oh, sold yeah. it. Um, I sold it right before I got into the tech area. Gotcha. Um, and that, to be when, honest, when did you I got into tech, tech and the bar was not good for me to handle. Oh, okay. It was just a lot. I imagine if you're sick and consuming alcohol as like a bartender, that's probably not a good combination. <laughs> well, dealing with, uh, yeah, it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. So you mentioned like you decided like, okay, no more bar and you kind of <laughs> moved into the tech world. When did that happen? That was 2006. So I sold the bar 
and decided, well, I guess I should get back. I should work. <laughs> and that's when I, uh, I forget, I don't even remember how I got in touch with the uh, owner of that company, but I was with them for a while. But it was well, cool because I got to learn tech and that was, it was perfect. I just felt like, oh, I found, this is my home. Wow. What, what were you, um, <coughs> were you like a programmer there or what were you doing there in the tech space? Was I was bringing my property management experience and more of a content development specialist. Hmm. Um, I did everything kind of, I was the only one there in the beginning and then I worked my way up, but um, just all the legal research and because you don't realize that every state, a lot of people don't realize every state is different. Yeah. So. Yeah, can, that can be a pain in the butt when you're building tech for every state. With and it all was the rules so there wasn't a whole lot out there. So the just watching how how it just it just exploded. It are you amazing. allowed, are you allowed to tell us which tech company you were at? Um, I believe I can. It's, it's a good company. It's still around. It's easy landlord forms. Oh, okay. I think I've actually heard of easy landlord forms. Yeah. And these are like leasing forms and things like that, that anyone can use. Is that yes. right? It's uh, yeah. All the, for all the States in Canada last I knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you, you got involved initially in property management. You then went ran your own properties and via that got into the bar, transferred into the tech world, but still using all your property management skills. Right. And then you took all that and I'm assuming that's kind of what inspired you to start Spark Rental. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was frustrated because again, uh, I just thought it should all be under one roof, more <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just frustrated it. And I heard the complaints, like, you know, how many apps or how many so how much how many different softwares do we need to do the same thing? So let's stay in the same place. And that's uh, and Brian, who I worked with, he he had the same passion. That's awesome. How did you meet Brian? At that company. At that company. Cool. <laughs> Yes. Very cool. I, so I, I want to at least touch on this. And we, we didn't talk about this too much pre-show before we started recording. Um, and like, you know, we can spend as much time on this as we want. I'm asking partly for selfish reasons. Um, <laughs> but I'm also asking because I know a lot of our audience, they're, they're property managers and their customers are landlords. A lot of them often accidental landlords that um, don't want to DIY. Right. And so they look for, you know, property managers or, um, you know, things like that. And, uh, for, for those listeners that are running property management companies that work with landlords that don't want to manage on their own, um, can you give us some insight or maybe advice to those companies on some of the best ways to market and sell to landlords that don't necessarily want to self-manage? Well, I, I do that. I manage other people um, for um, as a realtor. I mm -hmm. kind of peeled it down because I, I have too much on my plate as it is. But um, 
I find that um, you get, I don't want to get in trouble by a bunch of property managers. So you got to be really careful, you know, <laughs> you have to be real straight and honest and um, I, and not nickel and dime, you know, mm. I, you know, there's things I see in the industry that I don't like and I don't do, but there are so many that do, you know, there's, I've seen, um, I've seen real estate agents or, or, or property manager, licensed property managers don't, that don't properly screen mm. or that will, um, like I share with, with my potent, with my owners, everything like this is the application I found, this is where they work. And I confirmed it. I did drive by their house. It was kind of, you know, there was trash or whatever. I think you need to do that because, um, and then they, they help you make the decision where often it's not like that. It's a realtor or a property manager that's making the decision. And, um, sometimes you have the commission in the back of your head and you want to get it rented faster or so it's, you don't take the due diligence to make sure you get the proper renter in there. And then additionally, um, making sure that, um, that you're providing the, a service. It's not just the check you're getting every month. You want to make sure that you are checking and um, doing some inspections. Um, maintenance is important. I mean, people are living there and you want to make sure that at least to, uh, we were just talking about this with somebody, I forget who it was, but so often you'll get a maintenance request and a lot of, um, managers won't even address it. Like they'll just put it in the back and then until they can find a, a maintenance person or whatever, and then they'll call the tenant. Yeah. I say call the tenant as soon as you get it, say I received it and we're going to get somebody out to, to help you. So I think there's just a lot of service. It's customer service. And I think um, in a lot of businesses that gets lost, but I think especially in this business. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I can speak much more to the maintenance side since that's that's <laughs> bread and butter but i think you're right that a lot of especially um real estate agents that are managing and a lot of startup property managers you're so busy and you're, you're doing so much like to build your business right. and create more income that when you get something like a maintenance request and totally understandable that the first thought is well, this isn't adding value to my bottom line. Right. So it kind of gets like shifted in focus. You, you're like, whatever, I'll, I'll deal with it when I can deal with it. And if you don't already have, you know, your whole network of uh, vendors to use and contractors, well, okay, that, then it's even more to the wayside. Right. And you're either taking that approach, which for my opinion, when you're thinking about how do you grow and scale a business, that, that's to a certain extent the mindset you want because the other option is, you're only focused on that operation element. And then you're like, how are you going to grow and create right. more income? That part of the reason, and maybe a shameless plug here, part of the reason we created Latchel was so that you could have that mentality of like, I need to focus on that growth, that sales, right. building my business. But you don't, that doesn't mean you have to let your operations fall to the wayside. You can use systems like Latchel or like for Spark Rental, you can use Spark Rental's leasings and listings and the screenings and the rent payments, that automation you talked about 
so that you can actually keep most of your focus on growth and let right. other systems and platforms handle a lot of that operational element. I think too, the mentality is out there that tenants are our enemies and tenants are not the enemies. Oh. Tenants are our bread and butter and maintenance issues are going to happen. So, and it's not anybody's fault. They just happen. It's a, you know, in my own house, um, I have to deal with maintenance. So for I, as long as there's gravity, we'll have ceiling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's not the tenant's fault. The majority of the time that you have an, an, an issue. So better to communicate, talk to them, let them know. I mean, it, it does happen. Sometimes you have to order a part or a part has to be ordered and it takes a little longer. So you have to let them know. But I, um, I managed an apartment complex of about 300 units, not too far from here, except many years ago. But when I got there, there was such a high vacancy and it was because people were so fed up because it was totally mismanaged. Mm. And you could tell, you could drive through and you saw trash and everything else. And one of the first things I did is implemented a strategy of, of communication is what it was. So when somebody called with a maintenance request, I said, we will, we will take care of this. And, I, and then I had my staff keep in contact with them. Okay, the part's been ordered. This, And it completely changed things around. And we were able to clean it up in there. And the vacancy went you know, down. Our occupancy went up. And the property looked better. And we got a, rep, a much better reputation. It, it, it was one of those communities that had that reputation like don't move there <laughs> so yeah it's essential it's essential to be customer service oriented you know you're you got a business yeah one of the things i really like about spark rental and like the whole ethos behind not the company but also you as as one of the uh, co-founders of the company is that automation is a way to be more customer focused or more custom. We, we call it customer obsession at Lateral. But <laughs> being, being customer obsessed is how you scalably grow a good business. And you've right. shown that like, of course, like as a property manager, but you also show it with Spark Rental and how focused and obsessed you are with giving the right content and the right learning materials and the right automation and tools. And it is it's and everything. Management. I mean, even, and I'm, I'm excited to delve into your product more, but even uh, all of this stuff is helpful to automate, but we also have to keep an open mind to know that for now, anyway, not everything is automated. You still need to, to put in some type of a personal touch there. Well, and we're, we're no matter 200 years from now, even when we have AI that, can do everything we want. We're still humans. And right. as humans, we like working and speaking with other humans. Like, you know, I don't want to have to talk to a computer for everything I want done. Right. That sounds like a very kind of dull, boring existence. It, it I, unfortunately, it, um, even with chats and stuff, I mean, I, it's, it's, I can see where it helps, but sometimes it can hurt. I mean, sometimes just talking to a a real live human being, but you know, I'm old. So I would think that way. The newer generation is there. That's the, the way well, they do things. And I can tell you, um, because all we handle, well, we, we handle maintenance requests, right? A lot of what we handle though is emergency requests. 
it doesn't matter who you are or what your age is when there's an emergency like maintenance problem, like your toilet's overflowing, right. you'd much rather call or text like a real human oh, than have yeah. to go put something in online and just sit there like, please, oh. like someone answer. <laughs> as the toilet, so, you know. As the toilet's overflowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, having that, you know, human touch is super important. It's why like, despite being a tech company, Latchel is mostly an operation with real people. Um, and I'm, I'm sure like, uh, I, I think that the lessons and like the content component of Spark Rental is, is very similar to that. Like, yeah, you can provide these tools, but ultimately when your customers and your users are trying to grow and get help, it's those lessons that probably make that difference, that, that, that kind of human touch, that face-to-face, -face, like let me help right. you get to the next level. And even like in the social media groups, just seeing how everybody is willing to help. I mean, it's kind of, that is a big component. It's almost like an accountability, but also support. And you're right, that's, you know, as humans, we need that. We want, it, we want that connection. Yeah, definitely. So when you uh, talk about these social media groups, um, what can you name off some of them? So anyone listening might be able to go in and join and be a part I of the community. The one is called the, it's got a really long name. I'll tell you, it's property <laughs> management land. It's on Facebook and <laughs> it's called the property management landlord, real estate investor hub. <laughs> 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 that is a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you look up, if you just look up real estate investor uh, Facebook groups, we usually come up pretty close to the top. Our landlord groups were, I think, we're one of the biggest. Is that is that the Spark Rental one? Yeah, I mean, it's not. We administer it, but oh, okay. um, it doesn't have the yeah. Gotcha. But I think there's like twenty eight thousand landlords, and. It's really cool. I love to see the, we get a lot of, uh, we do the Facebook live every week on Tuesdays and we get a lot of our subjects from, from that group because there's so many questions. And just when I think we've like, uh, uh, Brian, we've done every topic. I don't think there is anything <laughs> else. And then there's a question and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any, um, any new content pieces or courses coming up? That, um, that you're working on now? Not right now. Um, we just overhauled our last fire course, um, but what we're focused heavily on improving the app. That's our number one right now. Is it just, I'm curious too, because um, I'm just curious how you did this. Is it just a mobile app? Or is there like the desktop app or is it all, is it all mobile? mobile? Enhanced. We don't really have an, I call it an app, but it really isn't an app. It's software. So uh, like would, a, a web application. One of the things I would like to do eventually is get an app. But I think that our demographics right now, I don't think they're app savvy. I think we're still working with people that are more. Sure, yeah. yeah. Or laptop kind of. I'd say too, we, we actually at Latchel started with only a mobile app, native, native really? iPhone and Android app. And we actually had to go the opposite way. We actually had to convert to a web application 
um, not a native app. And then we got rid of the native apps because no one was using them. Everyone was using the web app it's, or the text interface. I think that's going to change, you know, as real estate investors, you know, come up from the younger generations. But we're still, you know, I still talk to people who don't even like, what do you mean rental payments <laughs> over? <laughs> I just take a check. <laughs> right, right. So. Well, so, Katrina can tell you she actually just to put the word out about Latchel to some property management companies started faxing a one, yes. one sheeter this week to see if we could get people responding to a fax. Yeah, I have to talk to you later about my real estate brokerage and maybe they'll use it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll catch up on that later. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to real quick jump back to the FIRE course because as I'm listening through all of this and thinking through all of this and being kind of like in that younger generation myself, um, the FIRE courses are for kind of more first-time property investors. Is that right? Yeah, somebody who's who wants financial independence. And, you know, real estate is kind of more stable than maybe stocks and bonds, although, you know, you should diversify. And we do talk about that in the course. Um, but it's a lot of I, – I, it, it's kind of like living on less – and saving now so that you can do what you want later. And I, we, we live in a world where it's the opposite and we all think we're just gonna, you know, get social security or whatever, you, your 401k or whatever, and then we're gonna be 65 or 70. And I don't think, you know, I don't know. I think it's gonna be different. People are gonna wanna be financially independent earlier. And that doesn't mean you don't, I, I work. Um, but it means that you can do what you want to do. So you don't have to do it. I mean, there's nothing like, I don't, I don't know if you've, I have been in those, um, I've been at those positions where I just don't want to go to work because I couldn't stand it. And I had to, because you have to pay the bills. How nice would it be if you could do all that for essentially five years and then get yourself situated to where you don't have to work, then you can do what you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's definitely the ideal that people come into property investing with and then realize how much uh, property management actually comes with once they get into it. Um, so the course, even, like looking at, looking at the investment is tough. Like um, I just see how, if you just watch how people, like I said earlier with the mortgage minus rent, and that's not how you're going to get to financial independence. So there's a lot of stuff that is important to learn. Awesome. So the FIRE course kind of covers beginning to end, um, how to get started and how to take care of it once, you, once you've decided to dive into that direction. Absolutely. And you have access. We do. We answer emails. Um, we can't talk to everybody on the phone or else we wouldn't be able to do anything else. But uh, we do answer emails of this for the students. We do offer a one, a two-on-one strategy session so that they can kind of start watching it and then they can schedule it with us and ask us questions and we'll give resources and direction. Um, and I don't know, I don't know of anybody else that even does that. But yeah, so we want to see we want to see success and we have, and it's cool to be able to, to hear the stories and see it. Um, it's just cool. 
my own kid, you know, she's 20. She's going to kill me. I don't remember how old she is, but she started really <laughs> investing at 22. She has, uh, she just sold a house today, but she has two. She still has two and she, she'll be retired. She'll probably be retired by 30. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Moment. That's great. <laughs> well, she's anomalous to the generation <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious how how many of your um, users are are in the bigger pockets ecosystem because it seems like there's a lot of like shared uh, or similarities between the two. We have a lot. I mean, Brian writes for bigger pockets, so Ooh, okay. so there's a definite uh, synergy there. There, there, you know, if you're going to get into real estate investing, you're also going to be part of the bigger pockets community. I mean, that's yeah. They're full of, they also, they're ton, a wealth of information. Um, so uh, quite a few are. And to be honest with you, I've heard people say, you know, check this out on Bigger Pockets and, and some of the Facebook groups or social mm. media. So, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, when I saw, you know, everything you were, you were doing on Spark Rental, I, I saw it and was like, oh, this is really complimentary uh, to Bigger Pockets. And I'd imagine. Um, I mean, you already said Brian writes for bigger pockets. I, I have to imagine that's probably where a lot of uh, users maybe come from. They, they see Brian writing for it and then they come to get even deeper I, into it. Like a back and forth kind of or, thing. Sure. Some of the users come from there. Some of our users go there from, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a complimenting. That's great. So you talked about uh, putting a lot of focus on the app. Maybe you can give us a sneak peek into sort of like where that's heading and, and what users can expect um, from the app as you build it out. Well, I think that we are going to definitely see, ironically, we're going to see a communication maintenance hub. Um, we would like to develop that out. Mm -hmm. um, God. I, you know, I've been, I'm a little tired too. So pardon me for, for being a little out of it. We it's are close to the end of the week. So <laughs> serious. And also the long, that holiday. Um, yeah. <laughs> we want to do rent reporting um, to the credit report, to credit bureaus. Ooh. I would like to, we have so many things, but I think for early 2020, we're definitely going to be looking at um, like a maintenance hub. Um, I definitely lessening the uh, amount of time it takes for the landlord to get their money and yeah, just bring more better leases. We want to get, yeah, more comprehensive lease together. Awesome. Well, at some point we'll have to get together and maybe talk about how we can work together on helping build out your maintenance hub. Seriously, <laughs> I would love to do that. That's a big complaint. Uh, finding the headache of contractors. Yeah. That's... I, I think it's like twofold, right? It's how do you find like the right people to do the work, but it's also such a bummer when you have to take a call, you know, in the middle of like your kid's ball game Right. Or in the middle of the night when you're you're sleeping because you still maybe have a, you, yeah, you're a property investor, but you still have a full-time job and to be up from like right. 2 to 3 a.m. helping with yeah. the leak. Um, so we'll, we'll have more to talk about. Uh, in yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that. I definitely want to give people a way to learn more about you, learn more about Spark Rental, and maybe even, you know, ask you follow-up questions if they have any. 
can you tell us like how should people get in touch with you? Well, I'm real easy. You can get Denise at sparkrattle.com and you can always um, go visit the website at sparkrattle.com and there's ways to ask questions, sign up for the blog so you get some information. And our emails are all over the place. We are really pretty transparent. I mean, and we, we actually do answer. We have a awesome. small staff, but a caring staff. That's great. How many uh, folks are on the team at Spark Rental? We have six. Awesome. Six of us. Lean and mean. Yep, that's that's the name of the game for us. And six six might not even really be that lean. <laughs> we we work with property managers that are solo. You know, so oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, cool. So I, we've got Denise at SparkRental.com. That's D-E-N-I-S-E mm -hmm. at sparkrental.com um, or go to sparkrental.com and, you know, folks can sign up for your email list, right. um, maybe even sign up for some of the courses you offer. I think that would be cool. I'm, I hope you'll get a, a good amount of visitors visiting for that. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on and telling us about Spark Rental. Thank you if, for having me. If you don't get a bunch of subscribers that are listening, I hope you at least get a bunch of visitors because uh, I'll tell everyone I went to Spark Rental, dug through. You have some amazing content, amazing resources. Um, I mean, there's there's so much out there, but you know, there's so much to learn in this field. And with all your experience, you do an awesome job curating that and providing that to, to readers. Um, so yeah, everyone listening, head over to sparkrental.com. <laughs> uh, Denise, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you two on a follow-up meeting. Maybe we can book something for like next week. Absolutely. Um, and Katrina, thanks for co-hosting with me today. <laughs> it was nice meeting thank both you guys. And for everyone listening, yeah, if you want to learn more about Latchel, head over to Latchel.com, of course. Um, Denise checked out Latchel.com before we jumped on this uh, interview. She liked what she saw. <laughs> so everyone, head over there. Hit book a demo if you want to talk to us, because we'd love to talk to you about streamlining your maintenance. Um, Denise, thanks again. And uh, Katrina, thank you. Everyone listening, thanks so much. Hope you all had a good uh, Thanksgiving holiday last week. And tune in next week. Awesome. See ya. Thanks, Denise. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review, too, if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together, maybe not, but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks everyone. See you back next week. <laughs>